Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. This is another breakout episode. Let's talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us again. And I'm here with Shan and I'm here with Tol. Say hi ladies. Hi, 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 hi. So, no, we promised you one, let's talk about it, and then we gave you another one because we love you so much. But um, we definitely yeah, have to We love, Basically, I love the voice. That's the truth. <laughs> it's me, no, I can't lie, it's me. Every day, like, guys, we talk about this. Yeah, we talk about that. <laughs> but um, to, we just wanted to have a quick chat about kind of Misha B's coming out and explaining what her experience was like in the X Factor, and then Alexandra Burke coming out and explaining what her experience experience was like and then also at the day that we're recording this Talisa has published like a full-blown statement um, as a further response to what Misha B said the first time around so and guys help me out with the facts here Um, Misha B was um, a young black girl who was 19 at the time Mm -hmm. she was on X Factor in 2011 Mm -hmm. yep and she was doing really really well and she was in this is the time when Kelly Rowland was in X Factor so you know it was a long time ago and she was doing really well she was under kind of Kelly's tutelage and she was performing but every time she was getting feedback from Talisa and Louis two other judges Talisa being um, one part of N-dubs and Louis just being the manager of all these kind of like white Irish boy bands (laughs) because that's basically (laughs) what he's known for Mm. um a lot of the feedback was never about how good she sang, mm. about how creative she was, how good of an artist she was. It was always comments about, you know, her being a bully or things that she said to the other contestants or her making the other contestants cry. And ultimately, she didn't win, which I felt in and of itself was an injustice. But I think with everything that's been happening with the Black Lives Matter movement, she took to social media just to explain her situation and what she kind of focused on was that Gary Barlow had published a memoir he was also another judge so it was Talisa Louis Kelly and Gary Barlow and he had basically explained that while it was made to seem that Misha was this really aggressive woman she was really you know passionate but she was being horrible to the other contestants really it was just the producers who had decided that that's the story they wanted to tell about her and so they would the producers would go into Gary's room before judging and be like, oh, that Misha B, you know, she's so aggressive. She's bullying this contestant. She's doing this. You should mention it in the judging. And Gary Barlow was like, no, I'm not going to mention it because it's nothing to do with her talent. And um, there's one incident which has been all over social media where Talisa basically says, you know, some of the things you've been saying to other contestants, you're making them cry, you know, just hone it in. And kind of Gary Barlow comes back and, and, and says... that was the space to give her that feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know and so and then Kelly was like get a grip get it together but it just opened up a wider conversation about black women at work because ultimately Misha B is an artist X Factor was her work X Factor was her big break mm-hmm. and so to see that there were people in play actively trying to discredit her actively trying to limit her popularity and actually trying to portray her as this really horrible aggressive girl that she wasn't was kind of really sad to me because I mean X Factor especially 2011 days that was the show that everybody was watching mm. regardless the whole nation the mm. whole nation and so for her to come out the dynamic artist that she is and that she definitely was at the time and just say look what you saw when the judges criticized me publicly and made me feel like trash she said it was just one percent of what she went through and then mm. I kind of think we we must have had an idea what was happening yeah and when Alexandra did. 
Burke came out and she began to talk about her experiences um, just during X Factor after she got signed being I think she was told that she needed to lighten her skin yeah she bleach was her skin. she needed to bleach her skin she was too black it just w- was the beginning of like a wider conversation about the experiences of black women in like jazz hands showbiz because mm. yeah. I think we I know I personally look at those careers and I just think oh it must just be so sick you're just on the road with your microphone singing your heart out you, you can mm-hmm. dress differently you can really express yourself in ways that we probably can't like corporately at work but just to watch me should be as a young teenage girl have like big yeah. old white producers saying we can't have people liking her we don't want her to be successful and then planting yeah. stories about her and then to lisa another young girl who claims to know so to owe her life to black culture to actively participate in destroying her reputation it was just kind of really it's because it's inherent it's because it's inherent and to that end like people un- they do I-, I hate the term unconscious bias but they unconsciously act on their inherent you know, racism i don't think it's unconscious. i don't think in this situation i think they can't help it i think they, they can't, can't help, help it. it no they can't help it and um so so my friend has been um putting together um diversity and anti-black racism training on the back of um the spotlight on black lives matters and he has very succinctly said what is happening in these um anti-black um racist organizations x factor if this is the case showbiz right now but all round is that there's over surveillance in that you've come to watch me you just want to watch me and everything i'm doing and pick up on that there's underestimate underestimation which is not just like putting me on the back foot it's putting me on the back foot it's limiting where I can go and and then placing barriers in my way to make sure I stay in your underestimated place and then there's punishment and punishment takes its different forms depending where you are and in this case the punishment was shaming her publicly yeah exactly those conversations that Misha B for example had to have that that was not the place to have it so you're going to wait till you're on national tv when we're supposed to be talking about my my two three minute performance and you're going to talk about something that happened seven days ago in the week cool bearing in mind this is a show where she needs to get the votes in order to stay so it's like you're not just singing just because oh let me just sing one two quick songs and bounce you're singing for your life and how the public feel about you as a person ultimately impacts who's going to vote for you and so you can see it my dad will always say to me every time we watch one of these shows if simon carroll says that someone's going home mm-hmm. they go home that week they planted the seed because they yeah. plant exactly they plant the seed so for me you're out there fighting for your life and people are still trying to drag you down simply because you can never truly say to me she wasn't excellent because we always can have these no. conversations about oh well black people at work might say that you know they're not doing well just because of their race but they're just playing the race card but she was except where it needed she needed to be exceptional mm-hmm. she was exceptional and it still wasn't good enough yeah. so for me what happened to me should be like i remember it so like crisply at the time because i was watching x factor at the time and i remember feeling really angry seeing that situation play out on screen because i recognized it instantly obviously as a black woman i recognized that they were trying to push that label upon her of being that difficult black woman that difficult black person and it was because they saw her as competition and they didn't want her to kind of go 
they had a plan for her already and a plan for her purpose on that show and she was kind of veering off track with that and that's not where they wanted her to end up she was never going to win listen in this country at that time in 2011 she was not going to win that show they were i think at this point Alexandra Burke had already won the X Factor. That's yeah, the one. That's the one in a decade that they needed. She, Misha B, her presence there, she was there because she was excellent, but also because they had to be seen to be considerate and, you know, considering other black people and seen, seen to be diverse. Because, yes, there was that kind of pressure nine years. What, what are we in now? 2020? What's 2000? Yes, nine years. Yeah, nine years ago. There was still that, mm, there needs to be that kind of mixture. And I'll say that it was at that time because, remember, we have, before that, we've had... Um, people like girls groups like girls allowed things like that and already people were raising flags like why are all the groups before that oh why are all the groups in this country all white all this is so little by little they were inserting people into groups they would have you know one mixed race person you know and be that would be like our quota for like eh, you know black people you got your person now like, like relax and calm down but yeah as i said at the time what was happening to her didn't surprise me and i think it's just symptomatic of the things actually black women in showbiz have gone through for a while i mean if you look back over the years over the decades uk us if we're looking at some of the most the biggest groups we've ever known like i don't know the supremes like who else all those people of those those that kind of era if you hear them or talk about their stories or read about them you will understand the depth the level of wickedness and just mm. stuff that they had to endure mm. to the point it's no surprise that a lot of them died prematurely died of drug overdose this that died and the other poverty. look at nina simone for example she was very explicit about all the things that she faced as a black woman in her as a dark in, yeah in her industry so what was happening to misha wasn't something that we've never seen before it was just or didn't know about it was just having it confront having to be confronted with it confronted with it on a national tv where everybody's watching and just that sense of powerless when you see what's happening to this girl but there's absolutely nothing you can do about it and it was just shocking and disgusting and the fact that the thing that really concerned me with regards to when she was talking about her experience is that singular experience at the age that she was 19 years old going through that thing has caused her to have therapy from that time till Mm -hmm. now to overcome the impact of that and this is what people need to hear this is what white people need to understand you might think oh i just did that in a time and you know what it was what it was yeah exactly it's not okay people are having long-term issues long-term ptsd because of the way Mm. that they've had to deal with those situations or come out with those situations so when tulisa was reached like releasing uh-huh. her apologies uh-huh. i didn't pay attention to a single one of it because i knew the script already i knew the script already and it's not a script of ownership and you know i see how i've pla- uh, played into you know institutional racism and this mm. is like oh or oh, i've got black people as fr- like yeah. shut up but you know what? i want to i want to i have to talk about that in more detail yeah because i feel like a lot of people that is the standard response oh mm. i owe my life to black culture how could i be racist uh-uh. <laughs> Um, my dad grew up in the Congo. What's that got to do with anything? What's I that can't. got to do with the price of bread? Right. And also, there was no kind of, there's no racial aspect whatsoever. And it's kind of, and for me, it's an insult. To your friends that you say, you know, are your black friends, 
they clearly have failed to educate you because I couldn't have a friend around me who done something like that and when they're going to post a statement on Instagram Live basically to come out when you are where you are in your career and Misha B's career has been stunted and just say, you know, it was what it was at the time. That's it. It is kind of okay now and there's nothing I could have done better. And it's like, first of all, you didn't need to bring it up. Second of all, you needed to be honest and admit that's what the producers told you. Right. All now, I don't know. She was like, the way that Misha B was behaving. And I thought it was, I watched it because I was interested in it. And I thought it was very interesting that she was talking about her behavior, but she couldn't tell me one thing Misha B did. Mm. That was the hilarious mm. thing for me because I've seen that so many times where you see appraisals and you hear people talking about other black women at work and they can't tell you for the life of them what that person has done wait was this they in her, just don't like them her response so talisa did two responses she's yeah. done one formal response now where she's mm. like basically said i'm sorry you know maybe i wasn't mature enough to have done uh? this job my first response wasn't the one but the initial response where she just jumped yeah. on instagram live because you know people they don't mess about they were no. tagging her in the post all kind of nonsense like saying you need yeah we want justice basically yeah. and she would just got an instant instagram live and showed her off so she was still defending what she had said at the time despite the fact that it's been revealed that they were told to yeah that is disgusting she she, she doubled down on it but the thing is for me why it was so interesting for me to see is because no matter what industry you work in black women get that feedback you know some of the other people feel this way you've upset other people people? you've upset some of the things you were doing behind the scenes and it's kind of like Oh, I was literally, because I was thinking, okay, from a purely from a gist perspective, let me get my gist on. What have my girl actually done? Or now we don't know what my girl did. There's a reason we don't know what she did. She didn't do anything. And not because she's intimidating, because you felt intimidated. And and even if people are, what what I want to understand is this, yeah. Even if people are crying, it's a competition. It's not a pally pally thing. Go there, go on stage sing yeah and just under your breath cuss that person and wish that they get voted off that's all you need to do you don't need to start god oh, and the, and the worst, focus on your craft and the thing is and with this situation i think like listen to what misha b was saying i think the worst thing about this situation is not only were the seeds planted in the judges minds the seeds were being planted amongst the other people as well because yeah. she was saying how people started treating her dis- differently mm-hmm. and just being distant and things because someone had told them that she's saying this about them and then she's trying to leave and they say no come back come back come back and it's just it was it was psychological warfare that she went through me personally i don't even know if i'd still be there i I would have had to go it's nine years later that she's talking about it because these people are the gatekeepers to our wealth and our success and so there's only so much you can say and i think even that like the silence the fact that you have to just literally Suck hold it, it and nod yeah and and keep going pain very much so mm. and it's something that we're all familiar with in one way or another whether it was something that was happened on a national stage or whether it's something that's happened in a workplace this is an experience mm. that many many black women go through and it's about high time in 2020 that white people acknowledge their part to play in these things yeah. and they you know change the story white people and men and yes men. Yes, yeah. call because them all we've, out. We've heard a few apologies that are just not real apologies oh. over the last. Oh my months. gosh, let's go into you know, it. Preach and I can't, so again, on speaking out, um, you know, we've had the whole the, the over sexualization of women in yeah, show business as well, mm-hmm. and we know we know it. I, I mean, 
a lot of women we could say we've played our part in it to some end but mm. of late at time of recording we are privy to seeing the exposure of you know how many indecent acts that are sort of on the bottom line of inappropriate right through to outright illegal mm. and certain women have come through musicians and spoken about it and again just like with talisa you've got men who are like oh yeah i'm, I'm sorry allow me but, but i don't know i don't know why you're, sorry, why you're calling but. me out like this sorry but oh god sorry but and it's like yeah. bro if you're going to be sorry be sorry mm. and don't be sorry because i've called you out don't be sorry mm. because you're embarrassed that it's it's on blast be mm. sorry because you actually recognize that you were wrong yeah mm. yeah yep, and yep. done the dance just full stop be sorry and mm. so even that you know even when women have the courage enough to finally talk out nine years later mm. they, they're still having to argue and it is just so despicable when you think about it because imagine you're facing on the one hand you're dealing with kind of like institutional racism these people coming from this direction and then on the other hand you're also dealing with you know sexual harassment things like this and just being gaslighted in every way shape or fashion mm, how is mm. it that we as black women still manage to get up put our clothes on go to work feed our kids know. and do these things and we're still like balanced people and we're still getting through life like the things that we have to go through it's it's actually unimaginable and i it kind of lends itself to why people say oh we're strong we're strong but we shouldn't have to be we shouldn't have to bear all these things by ourselves who is going to rise up on our behalf why who is going to say this is enough enough is enough exactly and these Mm. things need to stop who is going to see our value and our worth and equality as human beings who deserve honor who deserve respect who, what is it going to take to understand that this is what we deserve? Yeah, because this, mm. this is the crux of, to me, what people are meant to be meaning when they say Black Lives Matter. That's why I'm right. going hashtag Black Lives Matter. I'm just like, oh, that's cute. Because if you mm. don't understand what it actually means, apart from saying, yeah, all lives matter, but Black Lives Matter too, and there's institutional racism, and you then just kind of repeat what you read on Wikipedia, mm. like, this is this is how deep the rabbit hole goes. And I think, for me... For Alexandra Burke to then have to come out and do a video later, who actually mm. won the X Factor Gosh, to say people yeah. telling her, "Let me bleach. I need to bleach my skin." People telling her not to be too black. Telling right. her not she to do won this. it as herself, but now she has to go and change. Yeah, you know. And so it just seems to me that there's that there's an epidemic in showbiz, and it's okay and it's cool for certain people to be black, blackety black. But other people, it's not okay. And I, th- I think it's shocking mm. to me that Alexandra Burke would have ever been told that bleaching her skin was an option. That she would have mm. ever been told to be someone that she wasn't. Because she won it because of who she was. She won it because of her story. And she won it because she was a black girl who could blow. Mm. Like, Super talented. Going toe for toe with, with Beyonce. Beyonce. Come on. I couldn't even go with Beyonce like in my wildest dreams, <laughs> in my imagination. Mm. One of the most memorable performances. But yeah. it just goes to show because also another person that kind of spoke out about their experience was, what's her name? Is it Lee Ann? Is that yeah. her name? Yep. From yep. Little Mix telling how she was told once they won oh you have to work 10 times as hard as compared to your you know white team members and white <laughs> counterparts because you're black and this is a mixed race girl by the way but still 
that is the expectation and that's what she was told and of course i remember these girls are young at the time they're winning this i think they were like 17 18 very young you you're not going to resist first of all at that age we're not really woke like that we can't really articulate we know something's wrong but we can't really articulate it we don't have the words to say and you've just won like one of potentially the biggest shows on earth what are you going to say you're not going to say anything you're just going to go with it exactly you're trying to feed your family what do you mean you're going to go home and tell your mum that you fumbled the bag right Right, exactly. Not me, boy. And so you're, and so in the process of like conforming to those standards that people are putting on you, that's a process of causing kind of like mental trauma to yourself and kind of um, degrading bit by bit your sense of self and your sense of worth to the point where you may not even know who you are anymore when you look back over your career and see five, ten years later. And that's why a lot of people like especially in show business do end up with horrid addictions because they've lost yeah. that thread of who they were because they've had to be they've had to change and be put in a box that they've been told to and i feel like black women most of all in that kind of industry are um impacted the most by the, by that by being virtu- by virtue of being women and by virtue of being black mm. as well like there's innumerable, innumerable stories from all across the world of black women in this industry who've just faced some of the kind of most, you know, disgusting situations. And yeah, but if we oh, just I... like, go on. Go on, you? Nat. No, go on. No, you go on. Because I was just going like, to say, you know, just moving out from that, we've mm. seen since Me Should Be was on, you just see more black, hopefully kind of more, um, as you see actually more black men in music yeah. that we like not black women when you think about it you still have like people exactly. like Stefan and Don but they are yeah. genuinely when you do a serious when you seriously deep it they're the exception to the rule mm. and ultimately it's still 10 times harder because if you look at Ray Black coming out and explaining that she was sexually assaulted because you know she was just standing there and someone mm-hmm. a man that doesn't know her that to be fair his career is nowhere near where her career was she's much more established she's got much more a higher profile as far as i'm concerned and i don't know what's his name was his name ambush, ambush. or ambush oh, whatever no, and call himself there yeah. Yeah. Like that. Mm. him he felt like he could just see her bearing in mind that she was superior to him in status and she'd achieved a lot more in my humble opinion mm. and just grab her breast doesn't know her because her breasts are all out and i think it, it for me according to him according mm-hmm. to him because mm-hmm. even but even if her breast was out and she had two little things around her nipples it's her body right yeah. 100%. and i think it, for me it just reinforces that when we're talking about black lives matter we have to really understand what we're saying because mm-hmm. ultimately what we're asking for is black humanity and a basic yeah. level of respect right. and that yeah. is the, the consistent thread when we look at Nisha B when we look at Alexandra Burke when we look at and what Ray Black is talking about with how she confronted in ambush his response mm. him thinking that he could minimize it the fact that even mentally he thought he could he could do that it just goes to show that we are still as black women not afforded the general level yeah. of respect that we need to be given and i just wonder how we start that conversation because mm. we don't want to be divisive and pull away from black lives matter but for me what is the next iteration of that because misha b wasn't seen as human she's come mm. out now after nine years been able to explain her experiences that's great but i can't believe and i don't believe that her experience is a one-off maybe it's a one-off in terms of being on x factor there's probably countless other black women we've seen alexandra burke and other black women after them mm-hmm. who've gone through exactly the same thing and then we just see it manifesting itself in different ways where people think that we are open and ready and and should accept 
sexual Anything. assault lightly because we're not human. I think I'm, I'm just I'm grateful. I'm absolutely grateful that people are speaking out. That's what I was about to say as well. And yeah. Um we missed the quote for the cast, but I've got one from Auntie Audrey. Um Lord. Lord. Yeah, who <laughs> yep. says I've come to believe that what is important to me must be spoken even at the risk of being misunderstood. I love that. And the conversations that are being had at the moment are so raw, so explicit, so honest, so mm. it is what it is. You know, we haven't even mentioned, and we won't go into it, but Michaela's Cole series of I May Destroy You is another mm. um, platform being used to call out mm-hmm. a nugrow amount of bullshit. I'm so grateful for the women who, like Alexandra cried, Alexandra cried through her video, her 15 minute video, because because it was something that was still so scary to do. And the whole idea, we, we keep saying we're gonna talk about it in that, but going from pet to threat, and knowing yep. that you could actually be risking it all right now, but, mm. but this is too important. And I'm truly, truly grateful for the women who are making their voices heard right yes. now. And, and we need to learn from them. And because the more, I feel like Alexandra Burke was probably very empowered by the way Misha B came out and spoke mm. about her own experience because yep. potentially, possibly, we might never never have heard what Alexandra went through if Misha B hadn't sat down on Instagram Live and said, look, y'all, this is what's yeah. happened. And so I think the first iteration, the first stage is us being really open about our experiences. And it's it's not an easy ask. Like, no. we accept and acknowledge that is not an easy ask. Like, putting yourself out there. The and your people... livelihood. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things where certain stars have aligned in the universe right now, with it being... Yeah everything that's happening with George Floyd, you know, Black Lives Matter being in the spotlight that have allowed these people, allowed these black women to be able to say, okay, this is the time that I can take to say what I need to say right now and I might never have a chance to again. So let me just do it and let me just get it out there. And so I want as much of us as possible to seize this moment before it goes back, God forbid, into a lull where it's like, nah, yeah, well, you had your five minutes of protests and whatever, but yeah. you know what? Back and to usual. It just kind of goes with what it just kind of goes with what we said on the um, proactivism IGTV that like we have to be actively thinking about how we keep the conversation going. Like yeah. we've had moments, we've had flash in the pans, but this is a moment. You know, this is a moment in history for us. This is a reckoning, to change. Mm, a reckoning. Yes, yeah. and I feel like we need to do as individual women so i remember there was a particular situation i don't want to go into it and i had to make a decision even though it might not have affected me directly to be like how do i act with integrity in this moment how do i stand with my black sisters how do i encourage others to make the right decisions so that we know that certain behaviors and certain things are not to be tolerated and i remember my other friend was like why are you so passionate about this it doesn't affect you and i was just kind of like I'm passionate about this because when am I going to get a chance to make a stand like this again? Yeah. And the yeah. only time, if I keep saying that, when am I going to get a chance again? When am I going to get a chance again? So I'm going to do it now. Then I'm by default extending it. Yeah. Do you see what yeah. I mean? If I keep having that attitude, like this is my moment, I have to take action. I have to keep going. And so I'm really grateful to 
And do you know what? Be. The answer is like we have to stop it from affecting us because at the end of the day, yeah, like exactly. any woman's situation could be ours at any given point yep. if you've been yep. lucky yep. enough to not experience it. But by talking about it and, and standing with them, we're making sure that mm. it will not be the experience of other women. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I haven't experienced it, but my voice means that I'm making sure that it will not and mm -hmm. like will continue to not be um, my experience. Mm -hmm. yeah we definitely. just have to keep talking from from the rooftops and just telling our truth whatever way that might be whether that's sitting down on an instagram live and talking whether that's a podcast whether that's portraying it through art yeah we just do what we can and just spread that message and i really want that message to not just be circulated amongst ourselves yeah. it needs to penetrate the deep deep white spaces where there's no consideration no thought no regard mm. for people like us yeah yeah we'll get we'll, we'll get we're there. getting there I, we I want maintain, justice I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic <laughs> well we I have to be because at the end of the day where we're, we are now listen what like listen what we're doing right now our parents couldn't do yeah, so there has been yeah. progress made even if it's a little bit you know yeah. we're we're setting up things for the next generation where it's a point where where they're sitting they won't even have the same conversations that we're, we're having right now do you know Hopefully, what i mean we're them. already actively working to make things better for them we might not see it in our lifetime we may but we're already we're already in the process of evolution so that's what i want to sometimes when we think oh nothing's changed no 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 yeah, things have changed are, things yeah. things have changed and Ch the things are changing we we're doing the work to ensure that those you things stay the same I couldn't help it. One day Jamaican, one day Nigerian, now oh. Hilly Billy. What's going on? You know on what? You? Yeah, like that can be my livelihood if all else goes to pot, which it won't in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like, uh, accents, hire me. Hire me for voiceovers, please. Hire me. Tongues will always be a black woman. Come on. Yeah, so on that note, I think we're going to come oh. to the end of this. But thank you so much for listening. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to help us get the word out that like recently um we've seen so many more people engaging with us on the socials yeah. listening dropping us emails please like keep in contact with us let us know what you want us to discuss we're trying to get ourselves together to start recording season three so if you've got any ideas you can drop us a note or a dm on twitter and instagram at bww podcast uk or you can drop us directly an email at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com please also check out our website which is www.blackwomenworking.com as well for all the links we're on twitter sorry no we're on itunes where is it itunes or itunes podcast apple podcast apple. my bad apple podcast we're on soundcloud we're in all the spotify all the places you would look to see. Yeah. why am i doing this i'm so this. basically you can find us where you basically we're find taking us. over the world we're everywhere that's it y'all know show show <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening bye bye Thank you.